Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next edition of Calabrio Shorts. We are super excited today because we have an amazing, fantastic guest joining us today. But we got to talk about what our topic is. Uh, the topic of Calabrio Shorts, you know, we always try to keep it really focused on a specific area of workforce engagement management, you know, contact center information. And today's no different. Uh, we're going to be talking about calibrations in the contact center, right? The uh, the process by which we calibrate our quality process amongst everyone. And here with me today, I've got a really great expert on the process of calibrations and QM here. It's Denise Sheldon. Denise is a customer success manager here at Calabrio, but more importantly, she's been doing this for a really long time across many different uh, fields, industries, and contact centers. And I think she brings a wealth of knowledge. So we're super excited. So Denise, first of all, welcome. And second of all, tell us a little bit about how you got into this process uh, and tell us, give us a little bit of background on Denise Sheldon. Sure, sure. Well, Dave, first of all, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. So uh, throughout my career, I've been in customer service or customer experience literally since I would say my early 20s. I won't tell you how old I am, but just so, know I've been so, here for a while. So, so three or four years, right? <laughs> three, three or four years. Three yeah, or four exactly. Years. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been there for a while, but uh, throughout my career, one of the things that I've noticed is that um, because I'm always in that realm of customer support or customer service, um, I quickly moved up within the ranks to leadership and that leadership role took me directly to uh, customer experience and quality supervisor, as well as uh, some performance management consulting. But uh, the biggest thing I would say was QM and and um, really speaking to the experience of the customer. That's great. And so, you know, throughout those years, you've obviously gotten some good experience and, you know, we can talk QM till the sun comes up, right? But okay. to, spo- to focus specifically on this, I'm going to I'm going to play the foil here and kind of say, so tell us about what what is a calibration? Like, what's the point? Well, Dave, before we get into what is calibration, can we take it a step back and talk about why we need it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So so I would say I there's a ton of reasons why, but I'll give you my top three. One is to improve accuracy of the evaluations. Uh, two is because there are multiple users. Um, and when I say users, I mean um, evaluators. And it's really to assess their performance and scoring. And then lastly, it is a fantastic leadership resource or tool. So I think when we look at it from that perspective, that's the why. And then if you want to take it just a little bit forward, then we'll get to the what. Well, let's let's talk a little bit of the mechanics of the why, right? Because um, I do understand, like, it's important to have everybody on the same page. But what's sure. the what's the real problem that calibrations solve? What what do we, what do we, to getting to the heart of the matter? Let's put it in real world terms. What are we solving here? We are solving um, for equity and fairness. Okay. And, or the perception, if you will, of fairness. We are trying to have a resolve for a group of people, let's say mainly leadership or a quality team, that may score different ways based on how they may feel. Interesting. So are you saying human beings don't always feel the same way about things? Oh, I feel one <laughs> way about you. I'm sure your wife feels another way, that, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, so, so because of that, um, equity has to be involved. And that really does take, uh, for one's evaluators, of course, to be on the same page 
and it, it's a lot of other moving pieces, but the biggest part is that the equity may not be there or the perception of fairness may not be there. And because of that, a calibration is needed. Okay. All right. Great. So we've covered the why, you know, what's the reason a calibration exists. And so let's talk a little bit about what exactly a calibration is. So, mm -hmm. I mean, let's, let's get to the mechanics of it a little bit. So pretend like I've never even really heard of QM. Uh, let's, let's start at that base level and then talk about what a calibration is. Okay, sure. So I'll give you a, just a basic definition. Quality management or calibration is a quality management activity and it allows for all to be on the same page. And so we, when we look at it from a call center perspective, uh, what that really entails is you've got a group of ones who need to be scored, right? Dave has a team. This team needs to be scored. It's a team of 10 people. Well, Denise is not the only one that's scoring this person. I have a QM team that is scoring uh, Dave's particular team. So with that in mind, how does Denise's team, which is uh, quality, score Dave's team in an equitable manner? Okay. And so what that is, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was, I was, uh, all I was thinking is, so for example, you and I take the same exact call mm -hmm. and we score it. And mm -hmm. what we want is both of us to get the same score, right? Mm -hmm. we, we and not we are not the recipients of the score. We are actually doing the scoring. We're we're grading we're grading the test, as it were, right? When you're in L, when you're in junior high and you take a test, you're working off the same answer key, so it is fair and equitable. But when you when you open it up to subjectivity. There's a there's a very good chance. It's kind of like the difference between if we are grading an English paper, right? Two people read the paper, and one person may think it's the best piece of literature they've ever written, and another person may think it's a uh, flaming hot garbage. But um, but it's the same paper. So how can we make sure that that process is equitable across the two? Does that sound so, accurate? Yes. So Dave, you brought out a really good point about that because regardless of how well a form is uh, formulated or crafted there's always gonna be differences in interpretation, especially when you think of uh, subjectivity such as tone, right? Um, that's, a, that's a huge deal. And I, I know I'm kind of going off to the left, but tone is so subjective that it requires one to have, if you will, a meeting of the minds to really understand if this particular tone was good or was it bad? Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it basically sounds like the conversations between my wife and my daughter, right? Uh, why are you being so mean? What are you talking about? I'm not being mean. <laughs> Your tone of voice was so awful. No, it wasn't. I wasn't, you know, right, and, right. And, and, and that kind of thing. So, all right, this is starting to make a lot of sense. Uh, mm -hmm. So maybe let's walk us through kind of what, what a typical uh maybe you know a typical calibration process would look like in sure. a qm team kind of how would you approach if you were asked by a qm team mm -hmm. to help them kind of start up the idea of calibrating where would you start and you know what kind of uh, what kind of uh walk us through the process you might sure. uh, walk them through Sure. So the first thing that I would do, because a call center has a number of teams, the very first thing I would do, especially if the QM team is rather new or this process is rather new, let's take out a test team, right? So we've got 20 um, teams within a contact center. Let's actually start on one team just to get out footing, right? So I take this one team that has 10 people and let's just say my team has, you know, five people. Let's choose one or maybe two people to score. 
we all score it. And in Calario, it's a very easy way. You you choose the contact that you like to calibrate. You mark it for calibration and then everyone scores it. Once my team, the QM team has scored it, what I now have the ability to do is go into reporting and look at that particular calibration score for that um, contact. And not only can I see the score, I can see the score for um, everyone. Okay, so we so we we all go in. We take the same exact call or contact or or chat or email or whatever the case it may be. We all take mm-hmm. the same one, and in a vacuum, not talking to one another, we all score it right. We so yeah. you and I should not discuss this as we go through it because the goal is to get an objective uh, measurement of what I would have scored this had I not received any external influence to it right and so whether that's two people or six people or ten people then we're able to look at who scored the call at what level and compare those scores and I think I know the answer but tell me what we're hoping to see we're hoping to see everyone almost, I know we won't see, just so we're, we're clear, we will not see everyone have the same score. Okay. That very seldom happens. But what we're hoping to see, if there is a variance, a very small variance. So if Dave, you scored it at a 90 and I scored it at an 85 and then someone else scored it at a 72, well, that's a huge gap there. And that's a huge variance. So now we need to understand why did someone else score it at a, you know, 75 or 72, and I did one thing and you did something else. And then that really takes on a whole new conversation because some of those things are subjective and some are objective, meaning Mm -hmm. some of those things are definite. Some of those things are not. And it really, it really helps underscore the importance of as objective as possible evaluation form questions as well. Correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. It's, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, so it's easy, it's easy to say, like, for example, the question, did they say the customer's name twice? That Mm -hmm. one we're all going to agree on, but what's an example of a, what's an example of a question that we might not agree on? Um, An example of a question we definitely will not agree on is, was the agent welcoming and friendly? Okay. That's that's something that um, uh, Dave, you and I might go toe-to-toe on. However, another question um, that may have a challenge uh, is, did the agent do everything they could or did the agent um, maybe not only did everything they could, but exhaust all options to provide the remedy or the resolve. Okay. So kind of a first call resolution style question or something along those lines. Okay. I'm starting to, starting to pick this up. Now let's say we've gone through this process. We've, we've, Mm -hmm. we've, we've all scored the call. We've looked at the calibration. We realize that we're, we have some gaps. What's the next step from there? How do we, how do we get on the same page? Sure. The next step from there, instead of looking at the subjective ones first, I will look at the objective ones first. Why? Because typically there is a repository of information uh, that will either say, yes, Denise did it or no, Denise did not do this. So um, as an example, uh, did the agent uh, collect the uh, address, name and phone number at the first opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. Or for verification process. Well, in my repository or in my knowledge base, it tells me, okay, you need to do this, this, and this in order to get the name that, you know, so either I did it or I didn't. Very objective, right? 
did, did we put notes in the account? Very objective. Did either I did put notes or I did not. Um, so I would start with the objective ones first because that is pretty much cut and dry. When we get to the subjectiveness, uh, that's where the challenge comes in. And you can certainly see and understand why it may be a challenge because one, I'm looking at it or the QM person may look at it from the perspective of, well, this is how they always sound. But new eyes and ears may come in and say, hmm. They kind of sound like a jerk. <laughs> they sound like a jerk. But right. not only that, the response from the customer is one that tells me that this was not very welcoming. Yes. So we can we can probably list off a million different ways that these could be subjective. But I think it's mm -hmm. important that that everyone know um, you're not going to be able to avoid the subjective questions in your QM and evaluation process. If you get to the point where you have all objective questions, you're probably not evaluating the right things. And, and right. you know, we want to try to make as many of those questions objective as possible. But it's mm -hmm. generally you can't you can't ask somebody what the definition of empathy is. That's a that's a subjective question uh, that uh, that really a lot of people have trouble defining or even recognizing empathy when whenever mm -hmm, we do. Mm -hmm. But that's something we all talk about as a really key component to a good customer experience is empathy towards their situation and understanding what's going on. So this is why going back to our original conversation, uh, this is why calibrations are so critical is because if I'm an agent and I'm I'm scoring poorly on a call and I'm consistently scoring poorly and then I switch teams and then all of a sudden my scores go up by 30, 30 points. There, mm. there might have been a problem with calibration, right? And, and really, yeah. really understanding. And this is, would you say this is kind of the whole goal that we do? Going back to your equity question, this is, this is why we do these, right? Yes, you're absolutely correct because we want it to be equitable. The other piece is when we look at the, um, the process from a, a holistic 360 perspective, not only does it help the agent, but it also helps leadership and then senior management, right? So the agent... Um, for lack of better terms, they're getting this score. And if they're scored by someone else, let's just say they were scored by Dave this week, and then next week they're scored by someone else, you kind of want the same thing. You want that equity. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say two things it does. It builds morale when we're all on the same page. And then two, it keeps the integrity of the process intact. Wow, that's that's those are two very positive things that we definitely want to get out of our context center process. All right. So mm -hmm. as a final thing here, if you mm -hmm. were if you were asked to come in and kind of consult with a with a team that's wanting to get started in the calibration process, what's maybe a tip or two, something that they could uh, that they could really focus on to get started? You already mentioned like starting with a small team. Um, sure. What are some other things that maybe just right off the bat they could uh, potentially focus on to really get the ball rolling? I would say um, one for each meeting or each when you're starting out and you have that meeting, I would say set the tone, right? The tone of the meeting is not to uh, uh, be disparaging, but it's really to look for opportunities where we can reinforce uh, quality, right? Okay. Um, that's the first piece. The second piece is encourage ones to get involved. It's This is not only a QM thing, but it also is leadership as well. When leadership is involved, you see things begin to flourish. 
that's another piece. And then um, another one is once you actually have the meeting for calibration, discuss those variances, but discuss it in a manner where you can understand a different viewpoint and you can understand a different perspective. It leaves everyone with their dignity. And if you sit in a circle-like manner, it really encourages conversation and discussion versus, you know, rows. If you sit in a circle light or a U-shape, it really uh, encourages discussion around what really um, happened within the contact. Right, because the, the goal of this is for us to all be on the same page, not for someone to be right and someone to be wrong. Yes, exactly. But exactly. would you say that in the end, we, we the buck does have to stop with somebody? I, Dave, you, you're right. As as no, as usual, you're right. It does have to stop with someone. So, uh, but but can we do it in a manner? Can we share these thoughts in the manner that says, "Well, I'm not going to beat you over the head with it," but it's here in our knowledge base that we should do this in this particular way. So, um, it really lends itself to also the process. What is the process? And did the agent follow the process? Does the QM? Uh, evaluate and know and understand the process and then they can mark it accordingly. Okay, final question. What is a good cadence for a calibration? How often should you do them? How many should you do? What is what in your experience? What what's uh, what's the right number? In my experience, um, depending on the department. So as an example, you may have a sales department, you may have a customer support department, you may have a tech support department and so on and so forth. Two to three per department is really good. And then the other, the other piece is bi-weekly tends to do very well. When okay. you're first starting out, some have done it weekly. I've, I've been on uh, teams where we've done it weekly. And then within, I would say four to six weeks, we're within a seven to 10 point variance, okay. which means now I can, instead of doing it weekly, now I can break it out to bi-weekly. So the answer is two to three contacts calibration every couple weeks is a pretty good cadence to be yes. in. Do you do two to three all at the same time? Yes. So okay. those that's actually done in that particular meeting. And again, when you're first starting out, it may take about an hour to go through them because we're giving once the opportunity to voice or express their concerns as to why they may have marked something yes or no or in a right. So that those first few weeks, it may be certainly an hour. But as you move on and you begin to see that variance lessen even more so, and your QM team understands, your supervisory team or your leadership team understands uh, the process and, and what we're doing. Um, and if we need to, we can also restate the purpose of calibration, right? The goal is not to beat you over the head. The goal is to really come to an understanding and have equity across that particular department, keeping in mind that there are different departments uh, depending on what company you're with. I love that you just keep coming back to that word equity because it's such a great way. It's it's we're trying to make things equal and fair is, is really what the whole goal of this is. And, you know, if you're an organization that isn't doing calibrations, there's a very good chance that someone is being either poorly elevated or lowered based on yeah. some external factors that probably shouldn't. And it's a really great process. And that's that's why we wanted to have this discussion. All right. So as as the uh, as the final part of each of these episodes, what one of our traditions is kind of to give you the final say here. So if you had one final thing to say to anybody who was really reaching out about calibrations, what would it be? Mm -hmm. um, can I give 
my top three? Of course. Okay, because you said one, but I want to make sure. So the first one is just start, do it. Just simply start. And once you start, you'll see that it's not as hard as you think. It's very easy. The second piece is be inclusive. Please invite your leadership, invite senior leadership, invite those who are team leads to really come and see and understand what calibration is. Oh, that'd be fun. That, sorry, that, that, that would be fun to like have the CEO in to do a calibration. Yes. That, that, yes. That would, that's such a great way to include and, and make people aware of what's going on. Okay, sorry, I interrupted your third tip there. That's okay, exactly, because we want awareness on all levels, right? So it's a fantastic way. And then lastly, commend. When someone does something fantastic, you've heard it in calibrations and I can't believe they did a fantastic job. This is a new policy we just came out with. Commend. Of course, give critical feedback where necessary, but always commend. It builds morale and it helps the agents to see that they are appreciated. Wonderful. Well, this has been absolutely enlightening and I feel like such good information for so many different groups out there. So um, I, I will say thank you to Denise uh, that uh, the, the time she has spent with us has been uh, enlightening. And uh, as always, we, we aim to give great information here on Calabria Shorts and uh, this is this is no exception. Um, so uh, Denise, thank you for joining us. Uh, really appreciate it the time. And uh, for those of you who are listening uh, to us. We always appreciate that you spend a few minutes with us uh, on the Calabrio podcasts here. Uh, so from me, Dave Hoekstra and Danish Sheldon, our wonderful CSM and QA and calibrations expert. Thank you so much. As always, if you have more questions uh, about the calibration process, QM or anything to deal with contact centers, we at Calabrio here love to have these kind of discussions. So reach out to us at Calabrio.com. We'll be glad to spend some time with you and give you some information, probably more information than you would ever care to know. So, uh, Denise, thank you again. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate the time. Absolutely. And from the Calabrio Shorts team here at uh, Calabrio, thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon.